Hey everybody, welcome to the Resilient Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Dejanae Singleton. And on this show, you will hear stories of inspiration, resilience, and success from women who've overcome the challenges of life and pursued their dreams. And when I don't belong, oh, you say I Hey everybody, so welcome to the show. Today I will be sharing another personal experience of mine where I was able to (laughs) get over a setback. Man, I was talking with my niece and one day she was just like, man, like I really want to connect with kids. I need to play with kids and see kids. Do you have any friends with kids? And I was like calling people and texting people. Hey, like, do you have kids? Like virtual play date, let's set it up. So basically, my niece was like, man, I want to I wanna get to see more kids. I'm tired of just seeing the same people every day, all the time. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, so I'm connecting with all these people. And I'm like, well, if I'm, I'm having all these kids come that don't really know each other and they're going to do a play date with my niece, maybe I should have some icebreaker activity. So I decided to do arts and crafts. At the time, I had already been getting paid to teach arts and crafts for New York City after school programs. So I was like, okay, well, let's do that. Let's incorporate it. And that actually was inspired by me actually teaching a virtual arts and crafts class to my students in Harlem and my nieces, they joined the class. And so the girls, they got to talk, like we did arts and crafts together and we basically just like, had a fun time like that's what it was like I was teaching but it was also fun for the girls to meet someone in California and from the girls in California to meet other girls in New York City after that fast forward back to my niece so she's like you know I want to meet and play with other kids so I, I text all my friends and I'm like I should just I should just turn this into an event like the Lord really put that on my heart like you might as well just create a graphic create a registration form just go all out basically you know so the Lord put that on my heart and I did that. And I basically sent it out in a text message. And then I put it on my Facebook, literally like a day before, a day before, put it on my story, on my Instagram story. And I'm like, you know, whoever comes, comes. This is for my niece at the end of the day. So we had the first virtual arts and crafts play day. And it was, the kids had a good time. I had a lot of great feedback from the parents. We got to do social emotional activities show and tell i brought twinkles the bunny for them which was really cute for them to see a bunny an exotic animal that's what the veterinarians say so after that it was it was a good time but my niece she still like she wanted to have more she still wanted to play with more kids she still wanted to you know connect because you know with covid the connection is it's schools are closed a lot of activities are closed it's all virtual and basically I was, I was just praying about it. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it again, but this time I'm gonna charge a fee and I'm gonna turn this into an actual program where kids can come, learn art activity. They can do show until they can meet kids, socialize. I'll be facilitating it, it'll be a safe space. And this is, this is my after school 
program that I'm offering. And I decided that, okay, after the that second time, I got a lot, even more great feedback from the kids. It was a whole different group of kids. This time these kids were in SoCal and it was cool because it's like this connection virtually. And even though we're not together, we can still have fun. Obviously it's not the same, but it's still, it's helpful in the meantime until kids can have in-person play and see each other. So after that, I was like, you know, I think I'm, I'm really wanna do like a six week program where I can just run it by the sessions and have kids come on a, on a six week basics on a six week basic, wait, 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 basis, on a six week basis. And, and let's connect and let's, and let's have fun and let's grow in this community where it's like, man, kids like me, all right? We're all in the house, Doug, but it's kids like me and we get to do fun activities together. So that program is going to launch Monday, April 12th. It's going to be 4 o'clock to 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you're on the East Coast, that's three hours later. If you're in Hawaii, because I did have some people who were interested in Hawaii uh, to be a part of the program. So the time will be 4 to 4.30 Pacific Standard Time. Follow me on Instagram at D-E-S-H-A-N-A-E dot S. And on Facebook at Dejanae Singleton. D-E-S-H-A-N-A-E, Singleton, S-I-N-G-L-E-T-O-N. I'll be posting on there. You get to see any updates that I have coming, registration forms, graphics, and advertisements. All of that will be on my social media. So that's what I decided to do. It, it definitely is a, is, a, is a solution. It's a creative solution to a problem that we have. And I think that because I was able to focus on the goal or the bigger picture there, that I wasn't, you know, caught up in the roadblock of like being stopped and like in my tracks because uh, number one, it was an easy step. So I started it because I was already doing it. I was already being paid by a New York City company to teach arts and crafts to students in after school programs. I was already familiar with that age group, ages five to seven. I was already, I had already been building curriculums and writing lesson plans. So it was already, I was already on that path. So it was easy to kind of, for me to just kind of start my own. And so I would say one, that that's what made it doable. That's why I was able to start it and launch it. It was easy. It was simple. I didn't have to do a big jump. I didn't have to create big hoops. I didn't have to do a lot of work as far as like getting it started and considering like what I spoke about on my last episode about overcoming burnout, taking moments and time for self-care. If you, let me say if you, because of my situation where I, my body was still recovering from a race car accident, I, I was overcoming um, anemia and low iron. I was overcoming being just like worn out by doing, 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 and not taking enough time for rest, recovery, and refreshment, then because I had just overcame all those things, I was like, okay, let's see, what does it look like to take a step-by-step -step in launching new things and new ventures? And so that, if you 
um, could relate to the things that I mentioned in that last episode, you and you want to say, like, and you want to launch something, and you want to start something. But maybe you're having physical limitations. Maybe you're having mental limitations, roadblocks, limiting beliefs, things like that, fears and doubts. I would say encouragement would be start small. Start small and start with something that is very comfortable to you, but also there's a little challenge. So, so it can be done. Because then once you step out and like you make your little win, then the wins will just get bigger and bigger and you can progress as you go. Just because you're starting out, it doesn't need to be this big, huge, large, extravagant thing. And because my niece, my, my goal was for my niece to just have other kids to play with, then that was my focus. Like I didn't, nothing else mattered. I was like, hey, even if one kid shows up, that's fine. My niece gets to play, you know, gets to play gets to play with the kids. So I met my goal. So I think with that in mind, I wasn't thinking like, oh, I wasn't thinking about anything else. I wasn't thinking about, oh, how will people come? How will people hear? Like, I wasn't thinking about any of that. Like my niece kept, like literally she, she wouldn't let me go. Um, she just kept saying that to me. So I'm like, okay, I gotta help this baby girl out. I gotta support her. So with that in mind, I was really focused on launching and just doing it. I wasn't focused on having it perfect. I wasn't focused on having it pristine and exact. And I was just like, let's just do it. Um, and then let's see what happens. We could always fix it from there. And so that was um, a win for me. That was a win for my niece. That was a win for every kid that came and participated. And I realized too, the opportunities that we have in front of us let's take advantage of them. Like it was an opportunity already in front of me because of my niece, because I knew people with kids and I already had like the skill set to do it. So I just did it. And because I took advantage of it, then now I'm also able to turn it into a six week program that I'm going to do. And now I'm also using it to say, okay, well, how can I even add other extracurricular activities to the program or even bring on other employees to the program to, you know, extend our, our amount of services that we offer. So that's just something that I really was able to just like win on this past, I would say, I would say two months. I think it, I think I did the first one two months ago and then the second one this past month. And it was really cool because even when I did the free, because the first one was free, literally I text everybody in my phone. I didn't care. I wasn't thinking about, oh, this person have kids, this person don't. I was like, hey, this event is happening. Share with your friends if they have kids. Like I just was spread the word. And my friend, she didn't even have any kids. And she was like, you know, God put it on my heart to just give you money towards this program. I'm like, huh, huh, do it, God. And so, like, basically, that's what happened. She donated money towards the program. And now I'm able to keep, you know, building on it, develop myself, learn more techniques, looking up more options for how to, you know, expand the curriculum. And I would say that me being able to launch this and start this is really cool because 
I was, I seen the power of focusing on the goal and not focusing on the vehicle to the goal. Because right before this, I wanted to teach virtual dance classes. So if uh, those who don't know uh, uh, know about me, but my, my passion is dance. It's always been dance. I grew up dancing my whole life. I'm a creative problem solver. I love solving problems using my original ideas and using creativity. And so dance is one of those. I want to use dance as a means to bring access to health and wealth. I mean, health and wellness for underserved communities, excuse me. And so I got my Zumba instructor license. I attended an intensive. I was ready. I'm like, I'm about to launch my classes. This was back in July, July, August. That all this happened. I'm like revved up. I'm excited. I get into a race car accident where I, my body is experiencing whiplash, my back, I don't have full mobility, you know, like I was okay, praise God, like I didn't break nothing, but I was in a lot of pain and I didn't have full mobility for a while, for months. And I was in a lot of pain for months. And so teaching a dance class just wasn't gonna happen. And so I had got caught up on that though for a while. Like I was like really discouraged. I was really confused. I felt like, man, again, like why something happened again? When I'm about to, you know, get this started, get it popping. Why is this happening again? And so it sent me back for a while. For a while, I didn't do anything. Because I was like, man, it was supposed to be dance. I was I was supposed to use my body, you know, as a creative solution to, to bring dance to communities. And so I kind of got a little stuck. And I didn't, so I was like, well, I, gotta, I guess I got to wait. So this, you know, is over, or I guess I gotta, I guess I can't do anything um, until this is over. I was really focused on my limitations. I was focused on what was not available to me and what was taken from me or what I believed was taken from me. Nothing was taken from me. I don't want to say that, but what I believed was being taken, the, the opportunity that was, you know, no longer available to me. Also, I was just, yeah, just focus on that. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't like thinking about what I could do. I was thinking about what I couldn't do. And so basically I kind of just was going through a, a phase of just like reading books, personally developing myself just by reading books. And one day I just was like, I'm tired of like reading books. <laughs> I'm tired of reading books. Uh, Cause I would read books about like learning your skills that learning your more about who you are, learning more about your vision, learning more about your purpose. And so you have to do all these prompts where you learn more about yourself and you take assessments, things that are natural, things that are learned, adapted, all this stuff. So I'm like, I'm tired of hearing about how creative I am through my reading and my prompts. And I'm not even getting to do any of these things. I, I can't even use my creativity. Like I'm tired of reading about how great I am, how great God has made me, how great God has created me to be. And then I can't do anything with it, right? So that was, I had got to the, a tipping point where I'm like, I have to do something. I have uh, my health, I had already been physically healthier. I've already overcame my burnout by now. Like I was, I was on the top of 
like my my progress. I mean, like my back still wasn't completely like 100% for dancing, but I was I was up and I was up and at him when it came to everything else. I felt man, like I just want to do something, and that's when I was like, okay, praying. I was praying. God was like, you know, well, what can you do? You can't teach a 45 minute dance class. What can you do? I'm like, well, I can stretch. I can stretch. That's helpful. Like, that's what I can do. Well, how long can you stretch? Like me and God are having this conversation. Well, how long can you stretch? How long can you move your body for? You know, as far as facilitating something and teaching something, 10 minutes. I think 10 minutes is good. Okay, let's put that together. So I'm like, okay, I can teach for 10 minutes and I can do a stretch and dance activity. That's what I can do with my mobility and my uh, flexibility at the time. So basically, I was like, okay, you know, having this conversation with the Lord and like, well, who is available? Like, who, who is available? How can I use these gifts? Prior to that, I had been reaching out to multiple connections on the East Coast, on the West Coast. Like, I was reaching out to both, you know, sides of the country, ministries I knew of, and people I've been connected to prior to then, trying to offer my services to them. But it was a stretch, like, you can't see me, but if you're watching the YouTube, you can see what this looks like. It was a stretch. It was hard. It was challenging. And I think I was like, okay, that is I, right now. I don't have the capacity to do all that again. And like, and so some connections were made and some bridges were met, like not bridges were met, but some bridges were crossed as, as it relates to those connections and collaborations. But at this point of me recovering from my accident like that, is just not gonna cut it. I need something easy, something where I'm just gonna get able to get right in the door. Uh, so basically, that's what happened. My church, my church. I, I went up to them, and I basically said, "Hey, like I would love to lead our church in a 10-minute stretch and dance activity." And so they were like, "Yeah, like let's do it." They loved that idea. They were like, "We're all for it. How can we? How can we? You know." get this started ASAP. So they were like, no, we're going to have an outdoor service because we meet virtually. We're going to have an outdoor service, but you can do it there. Like, I'm like, yes, love that idea. Let's make it happen. So it ended up happening again. We did the outdoor stretch and dance activity, had the music. It was fun. It was easy. I didn't feel exhausted afterwards. I didn't feel exhausted afterwards. I didn't feel, you know, worn out. I felt like, okay, this, I know that this is my capacity. A 10 minute stretch and dance activity, nothing less, nothing more. I can do this. And it was fun. It was fun. It was live. I got to connect with people, which was cool. Then we had another outdoor church service and then I did it again. And then we ended up just setting up dates like once a month for me to do a, lead a 10 minute stretch and dance activity. And so the goal my focus shifted from all the things that I can't do to what I can do, even with that and who I can connect with. And so I was able to still create access to that health and wellness. And even if it's just for 10 minutes and that's still good and I'm still meeting my goal. And even if it's once a month, I'm still meeting my goal. So 
because it was simplified, I was able to do it. And because I met me, myself, I met Dejeuner where Dejeuner was at at the time and, and saying, hey, let's do this. And now as time goes on, like we just, I was out of town this weekend, so we did it virtually. And I let them in a stretch and dance activity over Zoom. So it's all about meeting you where you are right now, seeing the opportunities you have right in front of you, seeing what your capabilities and capacity is right now. So you can do it if it's simple, we can go from there. We can, we can as, as time goes on, I'm sure my body will get even more stronger after physical therapy. And I may can do 30 minute classes for 15 or whatever it is. Um, but it's definitely, if, when it's doable and you feel empowered to do it, you'll do it. And I feel empowered to do it and I feel capable when I do it. So it's, so it's more easy and it's, and it's less stress because I think sometimes felt like, oh, I had to do this. Well, if I'm going to be really meeting my goal, if I'm really going to be doing something, I need to have a, a meeting once a month. I mean, not once a month. I need to have it like every week, four times a month. Like if I'm going to really be doing something, I used to think that, that way. Oh, if it's going to be a meeting, it needs to be at least 30 minutes. That's the minimum for exercise to even be effective. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, I, I used to think like that, but guess what? Dejeuner's not moving for 30 minutes. She doesn't have the capacity to do that right now. And that's okay. She has the capacity for 10, and she's going to go hard for her 10-minute class, which also um, leads me to my second, you know, story of self-care and smoothies. Once again, creating that access to health and wellness for underserved communities. I, the, the, the company that I work with, we work with high school students. And we get to see them in person while they come and do virtual school. So I was like, this is an opportunity in front of me. How can I capitalize on this opportunity? I'm launching self-care and smoothies at the end of April. How can I bring some of that curriculum? How can I bring some of that material here to these kids that are right in front of me? So I proposed the idea to my supervisor and I said, hey, let's, can I, can I do a smoothies workshop with the students? Like, let's get the blenders, let's buy the fruit. I'll, I'll teach them how to make smoothies. We'll go through the whole process. And basically because of COVID, because of COVID, it was gonna, we were gonna have to jump through so many hoops. We were gonna have to jump through so many hoops just to get that workshop to happen. And it wasn't gonna be easy because it's like exposure and healthy food, not healthy food, but have, uh, exposure, right? If you're, you know, and it had to be like following the food guidelines of cleanliness, like it was just gonna be a lot, a hassle. It was gonna be a hassle, pulling teeth to try to get that to happen. And I'm like, well, I just want, I'm, I'm more concerned about launching and getting it started and getting it off the ground versus like it being the perfect ideal smoothie workshop that I had in my head, right? So route versus goal. So I'm like, uh, the goal is to just get it started, get it moving, get, get it going, route, smoothie workshops, drop that, whatever. Now, excuse me, now I'm like, what can I do? What can I do? Lord, help me, help, Lord, help me. What can I do? What can I do? What's available to me now that I can just do for these kids? Okay, well, 
if I can't make the smoothies with them, how about I bring the smoothies to them already made? So I was able to distribute smoothies, pre-made smoothies to the Boys and Girls Club. I was able to go distribute pre-made smoothies to families in Fremont. I was able to uh, deliver pre-made smoothies to Epic Arts in Oakland. And if you want to learn more about Epic Arts, Burnett Paul, I had her on my podcast. So she's a few episodes back. So check her podcast episode out. So yeah, I ended up delivering all these pre-made smoothies like already in the bottle. So I'm like, yes, like, and I did it. And I'm like, the goal is being met. Families, kids, parents, people are eating more fruits and vegetables as a result. People are getting vitamins and minerals. People are having more energy because they're eating healthy and they're having the the nutrients that they need to get through their daily activities. Like, yes, like that was the ultimate goal. Now, however it got there, was it through me teaching them how to do it or if I just already brought it made for them? Who cares? The, the nutrients is in the body. The body is just having the body is having a better quality of life as a result. That's the goal. Boom. So yeah, that was just another opportunity where I've seen, okay, what's the big goal? Let's take it. Let's go for that. What by any means? Oh, Malcolm. So Malcolm X said by any means necessary. I'm taking it out of context and changing it up, and I'm saying by any means necessary to get to your goal. We're not focusing on the means, we're focusing on the goal. Shout out to Jamal King uh, from Secret to Success podcast. He talks about that too in his book and how he um, went from, you know, trying to be pro football player to end up being a police officer and how he was all, he was too focused on the end goal versus on how he was going to get there. So, that would be my encouragement to you resilient women out there. Yeah, take advantage of what's in front of you. Look at the opportunities that, you know, can meet you where you are right now. If you have to jump through a bunch of bunch of hoops and you have the capacity to jump through a bunch of hoops, go for it. There are moments and times where I was able to jump through a bunch of hoops and go through all the roller coaster things and do it. But sometimes you're not. Sometimes you don't have the physical capacity or mental capacity to do those things. So if you don't, make it simple. Find out what is in front of you. Find out what can you do, how can you do it so where it's doable for you. So yeah, thank you for tuning in. You say I am love when I can feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. And you say I